the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I'm your headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom, and it's a privilege to join you on Saturday evenings here on AM 1280 The Patriot. And, of course, I'm joined in studio once again by the producer of Education Nation and my co-host, Mark Durkin. Another good evening to you, Rebecca. Yes, good evening to you. How are you? I'm good. We are actually finally starting to kind of tone down a little bit at school. Okay. Going into our summer hours and... Uh, though there's always a lot to do and there's accomplish never a in the time summer. For cruise control, right? No, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't, but it's a little bit less hectic anyway, so that's good. That's good. But um, we are going to be talking, um, as we'll find out soon, with Representative Eric Lucero, and we're going to talk a little bit about what happened in the 2019 state legislature. Um, they spent several months exhaustively trying to reach consensus on its single most important job, and that is passing a state spending plan to cover the next two years. The work becomes all the more challenging when there is a split legislator or legislature, excuse me. Mm-hmm. At the start of the 2019 legislative session, Minnesota was the only state legislature that was split, with Democrats controlling the state house and Republicans owning the majority of the state Senate. That's right, Rebecca. This year's legislative session saw Democrats and Republicans forced to compromise on a plethora of divisive issues with education funding right at the top. And perhaps the most spirited debate in education took place in April on the Minnesota House floor as House Republicans hotly contested a two-page decree in the House Omnibus Education Finance Bill. Mm -hmm. This was known as HF 2400. And the debate surrounded the mandate requiring sexual health education curriculum, more commonly known as comprehensive sex education. Mm -hmm. And what's more disturbing is Child Protection League and House Republicans exposed the mandate as the work of Planned Parenthood. Now, according to Alpha News, Planned Parenthood brags on their website that they are the largest provider of comprehensive sex education in Minnesota. Well, our guest tonight was very vocal about this discovery on the House floor, choosing to read graphic excerpts from a Planned Parenthood comprehensive sex ed book that was enough to make adults uncomfortable. Hmm. So imagine how instruction from this book may leave your kids feeling if this were to be used as instruction in your child's school. Mm-hmm. So joining us, as I mentioned earlier in studio, to discuss the nature of the debate surrounding the book and the mandate in the House Omnibus Education Finance Bill is Rep- Republican House Representative Eric Lucero. Representative Lucero's House floor opposition to the Planned Parenthood book has made its rounds on social media, garnering hundreds of thousands of views. 
So what exactly is the Planned Parenthood Comprehensive Sex Ed book promoting? Did the Comprehensive Sex Ed mandate make its way into the final state spending bill? Did any Democrats oppose the mandate? We'll have the answer to these questions and more. Representative Lucero, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Education Nation. Well, thank you both, Rebecca and Mark, for the invitation. It's always uh, humble to be invited in to discuss uh, this topic, a very important topic, any topic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this one is certainly uh, important for Minnesota parents and children. And usually, as typical, when something like this uh, gets entered into the legislative um, discussion, it usually has pretty innocuous names attached to it, and so when you hear it on the news, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a huge red flag for parents. And this is one of the things that I think is really important for us to discuss because of that. Because if they heard it, they might think, "Oh, well, comprehensive sex ed that that seems like something that we should be doing in the schools." Exactly. Um, and so we're really going to be digging in and helping parents be aware of what really does that mean for their children. So, and, and that's by design, by the way. Oh, I know. Yes. That's what I'm saying. They have that, these innocent-sounding oh, yes. <laughs> terms to lower the guard right. in order to pass under the radar for right. the most part. Right, yes. Sanitizing that, that was my terminology. Point. Correct. Mm-hmm. 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 And that's what I'm saying. That is a typical um, strategy, really, um, when passing information or passing legislation that they know is going to be controversial. Mm-hmm. So, um, so before we explain these issues, if you are a parent with young children, listening, you might want to remove them from the room or um, um, possibly even if you're in your car, um, turn the radio off and go get the podcast uh, because we do have a podcast that will be coming out. It usually comes out within a couple of days of each show um, because the content of this discussion is really not suitable for young children, which is rather ironic given that this was meant for children um, at the legislative level. And this show will be available in the coming days, as I said, on podcast at ednationmn.org, ednationmn.org. Okay. Well, so we're going to jump right in here. So Representative um, Lucero, written within the Omnibus Education Finance Bill, HF 2400, is a two-page order requiring sexual health education curriculum. And as we've mentioned, this was the source of the contentious debate that took place on the Minnesota House floor back in late April. What did the language in the bill mandate concerning comprehensive sex education in Minnesota public and charter schools? So I actually brought a verbatim copy of the language that was in the bill. Good. HF 2400. Good. Mm -hmm. And so what it mandates is uh, to identify one or more model comprehensive sexual education programs for elementary and secondary school students. Okay, so we're talking Mm -hmm. elementary. Correct. Mm -hmm. And elementary goes all the way down, and as we discussed on the floor, kindergarten. Right. Right, Right. yes. So it's very young ages to be discussing. You know, (laughs) it used to be that we believed that this was a conversation that was supposed to happen at home, right? Mm -hmm. Parents are supposed to be the ones that are primarily responsible for um, their education of their children. And when it comes to sex ed, that's something that – really, I think most people would think needs to belong in the home. Um, And so for the fact that this is comprehensive covering all the way down into kindergarten is really concerning, especially when we start talking about what this entails and what is going to be the content or what was going to be the content of this legislation. And I'll I'll make the point right now, and we're going to talk about the particular textbook in question here. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll, We'll give that title in a little bit. But the book advertises on the cover, essentially, that it's for ages 10 and up. So it's important to have that context mm-hmm. when we now understand that this is actually reaching, as we just mentioned, mm-hmm. all the way back mm-hmm. down to kindergarten. Yeah, yes. which is typically age five. 
or six. Right. So if the book was written for age 10, even the book is acknowledging that it wasn't intended to be used for young children. Yes. However, even 10-year-olds are quite young to be discussing some of the material that is in this, in this, yes, in this book. So, all right. Well, anyone reading this portion of the bill um, can understand that the goal of comprehensive sex education is much more graphic than what the average person would typically think of when it comes to sexual health and education. You mentioned in your floor speech that you had language from the bill marked up. What stood out to you? And could you please explain for our listeners what specific topics were listed in the bill for the classroom instruction? Well, when I think back uh, to my own experience in uh, middle school, Mm -hmm. it was seventh or eighth grade uh, approximately when we were introduced to the very important topic of sexual reproduction, and biology. Right. Yes. yes. Right. More Facts. of an anatomy and physiology type of a exactly. approach. Mm-hmm. Facts of the human body. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is, a, I think, a very important topic. But sure. as you mentioned, it's one that uh, parents should ultimately have the, the control or final mm-hmm. say into how that would, would work with right. their, their child. Mm-hmm. This language goes well beyond that. The language mm-hmm. of the bill uh, includes, quote, sexual development, Relationships involving diverse sexual orientations and gender identities. Oh, oh my goodness. The hmm. relationship between substance abuse and sexual behavior. Wow. Okay, these are and just these are some for of the elementary. Correct. Wow. Correct. Wow. So, parents, if you're listening to this, this means that your children as young as kindergarten, and if if this were to actually be mandated in the public school realm, all the way down to kindergarten, these kids then would be introduced to homosexuality, all different types of sexual relations, um, all different types of genders, as though this is completely um, there's normal. No, like they're, normal. Like there's no question, yes, mm-hmm. whether this is right or wrong. There's no discussion, even though we know that this is a hotly contested debate in our country even That's even right. now. Um, so this to is value as agnostic. Right, right, right. As though there's no discussion going on, though. That's what's so interesting. Yes. Yeah. And just to be clear, we're making the distinction between what we experienced in middle school, the, the study of fact, anatomy, mm-hmm. biology, versus behavior, which is subjective mm-hmm. and differs exactly. from person to mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. being passed along as fact. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course... There's also the idea that there's really no um, sense of religious freedom for those students then that are in that classroom. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. Can the parents opt out and that kind of thing? Um, but there's no longer this common value system in our country that we can rely on to have your children taught by and from in the public school. Um, it's the value that is taught there then with this type of, of mandate is really a non um, a non Christian mm-hmm. one, I guess, so to speak, or at least a non um, pers- from the perspective of what the Bible itself teaches. If you're a Bible believing Christian, yes. you would have a problem with that, and yet there's a lot of Bible believing Christians with their kids in the schools. Right, yeah. and, and not to get off on a, rob- ra- a you know, rabbit trail here, but we have talked in the past about the push in legislation and in political circles of the freedom of religious expression under the First Amendment versus the freedom of worship, which must be contained within the four walls of your church and your home. And so what happens is is that we see these human rights protections then getting slapped on behavior as Mm -hmm. though it's some sort of absolute fact. Mm -hmm. And now you're starting to see that parallel 
now in mm-hmm. school curriculums mm-hmm. and pieces of legislation that are being introduced for the schools. Correct. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Representative Lucero, on the House floor, you fiercely objected to the Planned Parenthood book titled It's Perfectly Normal, Changing Bodies, Growing Up, Sex, and Sexual Health. The Planned Parenthood website lists this as a book for children and also a part of their comprehensive sex education. The site also says it was written about sexuality for children of different ages, and the site advertises the book as a great way to break the ice and start an ongoing discussion. Mm-hmm. On the floor, you mentioned that Which you... a little disturbing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, on the House floor, you, you did mention that you, you hated having to discuss what the book was referencing, but it's important that parents listening tonight, they know what comprehensive sex education looks like under Planned Parenthood books and curriculum. So, for example, on page eight in the book... Uh, has the title, Who You Are. What are the some of the sexual identities being pushed by Planned Parenthood in this section of the book? Excellent question. And just a little bit of background on how this got brought up on the House floor. This was completely on the fly. Hmm. So my colleague, State Representative Peggy Bennett, she mm-hmm. had a copy of this book. Okay. And she brought it to the House floor. And in her comments, she had mentioned that uh, she didn't believe that it would be uh, appropriate uh, the decorum. It would violate mm-hmm. the decorum of the House floor to share some of the content in this. <laughs> Even okay. though that's what they were exactly. suggesting should be used but in the children's classrooms. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and so when she made those comments, I thought to myself, you know what? If the if the decorum exists to share this, as you just mentioned, right. with our youngsters, uh, right. the, the, the decorum exists to share it on the House Absolutely. floor. So that's Absolutely. why I thought yes. I, I went out, I, I got the book from her, and then that's, I just you. shared it. Yes. And Absolutely. so to answer the question, what is some of the, what's the agenda that Planned Parenthood is pushing? Mm-hmm. Well, if you simply go to Planned to go to Google mm-hmm. and just simply Google Planned Parenthood sexual identities, mm-hmm. and you'll come up with results uh, on Planned Parenthood's website uh, that, that uh, sexual orientation and gender. What is sexual orientation? What causes sexual orientation? Gender identity and roles. What is LBGTQ about sex, gender, and gender identity? So these are multiple topics that obviously Planned Parenthood is involved in. They have extensive content on their website. Mm -hmm. So here's just one snippet. Uh, Quote, some people feel neither male nor female. These people may choose labels such as uh, gender queer, gender variant, or gender fluid, unquote. Your feelings about your gender identity begin as early as, as age two or three. Actually, that's the, the end of the quote there. So it's that whole paragraph. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. one of the snippets. Wow. And that's from the Planned Parenthood website or this from the book? Dr- directly from their website. Directly from their website. And okay. the book is just okay. one of the the uh, uh, book contents that they're pushing. Okay. Right? They have a much larger agenda, right. and obviously that book fits into the Planned right. Parenthood agenda. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, it's it's... And again, promoting a very one-sided view of something that is considered to be very controversial, even amongst um, psychiatrists, you know. Absolutely. You know, these things used to be in the DSM as as being, you know, for lack of a better word, I guess, abnormal or, you know, in needing needing help. And now, you know, that that's been changed over the course of time. And there are some psychiatrists who would say, no, 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 we shouldn't be doing that when it comes to transgender. That's really something that, you know, people need help working through uh, rather than acting as though that's just normal and, and they're going to be totally fine if they try to pursue that themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, and that, it's interesting that you say that because as psychology Psychology isn't a hard science. Mm-hmm. Psychology, sociology are 
uh, social sciences. Mm -hmm. And they're very fluid. And mm -hmm. they, the, you're right, mm -hmm. the definitions uh, within those fields have changed over time. Mm -hmm. Dramatically, actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Well, you are listening to Education Nation here on AM 1280, The Patriot, where we are in studio with Representative Eric Lucero, a Republican Minnesota House representative who represents uh, portions of Dayton, St. Michael, Albertville, Otsego, and we are discussing Planned Parenthood in Minnesota, comprehensive sex education, specifically the textbook, uh, It's Perfectly Normal, which Planned Parenthood hails as a reliable textbook for comprehensive sex education being debated on the House floor. And in the midst of talking about this book, it, it does talk about pornography. Would you discuss what you shared with your House colleagues, what psychologists, and we just mentioned them, have to say about pornography specifically? Well, the, the book speaks about uh, pornography and that it is not bad for you. It also says that masturbation is perfectly normal. Wow. And we know, and there's multiple studies. Similarly, go to, you can go to Google and you can Google these topics. There are numerous studies that demonstrate that the topics of pornography are indeed detrimental. Absolutely, yes. and, and very detrimental to marriage relationships. Absolutely. Uh, especially, and, and even for young people who are looking at pornography and then going on and later becoming married, um, they've found that that's also very detrimental, even if they've you know observed it in their young years. So, in fact, that can be worse because then you get kind of hooked on it. So, well, and yeah, there's so thing, much research on that. It's just shocking to me that they exactly. would make such a bold-faced lie, really. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And we know that, obviously, uh, human sexuality is a very complex uh, topic. And when you you can see the unfortunate victims of sexual violence, mm -hmm. especially at young ages, right. they suffer lifelong consequences right. mentally mm -hmm. because their their sexuality has been violated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that's very hypocritical of those that push this agenda, it's well recognized that when it comes to the physical body, that there is a an age by which uh, one, for example, smoking, mm -hmm. you you have to reach a certain age developmentally, phys uh, mm -hmm. developing physically to uh, have access to nicotine, mm -hmm. but they don't have a similar uh, concern when it comes to accessing this information and the impacts to the mind. Right. Well, do you know that we actually have to get permission from parents to give students cough drops at school? I mean, imagine oh, wow. you know, yeah. think about that. The dichotomy there is, exactly is just. Unbelievable. Um, well, as part of, of as part of Planned Parenthood's uh, website that brags that they are the largest provider of comprehensive sex education in Minnesota, did the sexual health and education portion of the bill allow schools to bring outside community organizations with the quote unquote necessary content expertise into the classroom to teach? I.e., probably bring in Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. <laughs> yes, no, you're exactly right. And so uh, the, uh, the the Democrat Party it fights tooth and nail, and they have been for decades to ensure that those in the classroom, teachers in the classroom, are licensed. Mm -hmm. And they will continue to fight that. Mm -hmm. That what, what makes this such the 180-degree opposite from that is that they are explicitly seeking to permit people into the classroom that don't have a license mm -hmm. and instead community organizations. Why is that? Because it is part of the agenda to permit Planned Parenthood access to our students in the classroom to be able to, to uh, mm. expose them mm -hmm. to this content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, in your house floor exposure uh, of this book, you spent some time describing some of the pictures that are throughout the pages of the book. And it must be noted that several website stories describing the house floor debate 
They included pictures from the book censored, but there is no censorship in the pages of this book. Um, you know, again, just as an overview, let's just briefly explain, I mean, what people would encounter if they were to open this book, like some of those pictures. And when it comes to parents' rights, can you explain what you meant when you said we live in a paradigm shift? How exactly would you like to see parent empowerment? So the proponents of this language, they will, and they did say it on the House floor, is that parents have the opportunity to opt out. Mm -hmm. The paradigm shift that I was referring to is my entire time in the legislature, I have a cybersecurity background. Uh, I I am pushing for... Uh, the empowerment of parents. Mm -hmm. And the paradigm shift is we've gone from a culture that used to be, it's assumed you can do these things, whatever the this is, unless you opt out. Whereas the culture shift with technology and the information harvesting that's occurring in all facets Mm -hmm. of our life, Mm -hmm. people now want to be empowered that it's an assumed, you do not have permission entity Mm -hmm. to collect information or to expose information unless there's an explicit opt-in. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was referring to here is that sure. we need to assume that there's not permission. And mm-hmm. if parents choose to want to permit their children to be exposed to this, then they're, they can do so. Uh, mm-hmm. But that has to be mm-hmm. the affirmative mm-hmm. opt-in. Mm-hmm. In regards to the pictures, yes. um, they're extremely uh, graphic. Yes. I mean, I, I have uh, several pictures here. Uh, you can see them here. They're, they're blacked out. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, one of the first images is, I mean, I don't know how graphic you want to get on here, but it's, I'll just say it's its cartoon images of pornography. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. And in one of them, I mean, it's showing the the act of, mm-hmm. of right. intercourse, and it's just My not goodness. something that— And this is right. for elementary students. Yeah. Kindergartners. I mean— Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like if parents could see this and hear—I mean, I, well, that's why we're doing the show, and that's why we're inviting you on, but— my goodness, we really hope that people do jump up and down and really pay attention to this. This is yes. very disturbing for kids. And just so I understand correctly now, this, as it was being debated on the House, had the approval of House Democrats. Is that correct? Uh, this language was pushed by them, and yes. there was an amendment to strip this, yes. and the amendment failed. Right, and we'll mm-hmm. talk more about that specifically mm-hmm. a little yep. later on. But Yeah, which yeah. is shocking also. Mm-hmm. So based on some of the curriculum samples you have reviewed, what are some of the dangers you and your colleagues envision for Minnesota school children if this type of language and these types of resources do eventually make their way into Minnesota public and charter schools? Well, you know, first and foremost, I'm just going to cite Proverbs 22.6. Yes. Proverbs 22.6 reads, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. There is a fundamental truth of the human experience in that line. Right. And that is those activities and that which we're exposed to when we're children carry with us for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And there is a concerted effort, an orchestrated effort by the proponents of this uh, language to expose young people to this topic for the express purpose of desensitizing them. Uh, so that they they can uh, again be uh, engage in behaviors that they don't that are not considered wrong by the world, mm-hmm. but are clearly mm-hmm. wrong according to Scripture, and so that uh, in addition it it, it grooms people, mm-hmm. yep, mm-hmm. yeah, and it grooms them to sexual behaviors that are 
clearly not healthy. And do lead to a lot of emotional consequences later exactly. in life. And exactly. That's, that's the piece that's ignored here. Now, and, and take what you know, Representative Lucero just said and compare that to the Northwest Ordinance of 1787, right. Article 3, that, again, is one of the first federal laws pertaining to education, was talking about the pursuit of religion and morality and goodness and excellence and how education was recommended in, from the public standpoint, but it was not a requirement. Mm-hmm. And so now we mm-hmm. see like the opposite train of thought that's being worked into mm-hmm. everything here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Mark, um, you're going to talk about the House Democrats and what happened with that piece. Um, <laughs> we don't have a lot of time left. Sure. So I think we're well, looking let's at Let's go kind ahead of... <laughs> and do that. Absolutely. We can do that. Okay. Well, you know, um, On page 71 of the book, I think we need to tie everything together here. There's an overt promotion of abortion. And this is the logical end after the text is promoting pornography and discusses in great detail varying types of sexual behavior. Did House Democrats have any specific response to the concerns that combining pornography with abortion was a recipe for the real motive of Planned Parenthood involvement, a monetary profit at the expense of well-being for Minnesota school children? There was no concern uh, expressed on the House floor, except one thing that they said, and it was uh, simply they played word games. Mm-hmm. Uh, another member held up the bill and said, I don't see the words Planned Parenthood in the language at all. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's correct. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as we, in the opening mm-hmm. uh, uh, lines here, right. it's it's a word game yep. to have innocuous mm-hmm. words to mm-hmm. promote an agenda unaware. Yep. 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 And so, uh, but clearly there is a motive by Planned Parenthood to expose people to this, to engage in sexual promiscuity yes. mm-hmm. so that they can have future clientele. Right, mm-hmm. right. Incredibly is, uh, just evil. It, it's really shocking. It's really shocking that it would go that far. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, what are some specific objection, objections that the House Democrats raised to the concerns raised on the Minnesota House floor after this was debated in late April? Well, it was just just that they don't see Planned Parenthood in there. Was okay, there, that was just their so that was their, down, their rebuttal. Basically, unquote, shut it down. Rebuttal yeah. to to mm-hmm. and then and then. So what happened is there were some constituents uh, of not mine, but these mm-hmm. other members, these Democrats, that forwarded me their response. I didn't mm-hmm. solicit this, mm-hmm. but constituents from Minnesota were forwarding me the responses that they had got received from their Democrat legislators when they were when these constituents were raising concern. And again, it was just. Uh, evasive answers, plain dumb, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Wow. Well, fellow Representative Peggy Bennett, you mentioned her earlier. She introduced an amendment to delete the comprehensive sex ed curriculum mandate from age 2400. Every Mm -hmm. Democrat except two voted to keep this in. All Republicans voted to delete. Mm -hmm. So the amendment failed by a tally of 73 to 58. Did the Mm -hmm. Senate ultimately vote down the comprehensive sex ed curriculum mandate, keeping it away from the governor's desk and becoming law during the session? So I do, so the, the House obviously did have this in their bill that passed. Yes. The Senate did not have okay. comprehensive sex education in their original bill. I do not know if an amendment was offered on the Senate floor. Sure. Uh, but what I do know is when it got to conference committee, the Senate position absolutely rejected the okay, House's good. position Thankfully. regarding this contest. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so it did not mm-hmm. uh, become mm-hmm. law. Which is, you know, we, we escaped the, the flying bullet this time around, I guess. But right. the thing that you have to really pay attention to is that this is going to come up again. And um, I, I would imagine that every year for the next few years, we're going to have this type of legislation brought before the House again. And once again, um, we're going to need to have people in the Senate standing firm against it. 
and uh, people like you, Representative Lucero, who are willing to stand up on that floor and make people uncomfortable reading from the very curriculum that they want to show to young children. And so what I will say, one of the methodologies of passing controversial legislation um, nearly uh, zero times is it passed the first time. Mm -hmm. What happens is they bring it back, they introduce something, they try and pull the pendulum as far as they can, it Mm -hmm. fails, but what it does is it introduces the topic and it begins conversations that they absolutely this will be back in subsequent years and they will keep coming back until Until they pass. We need to continue to be vigilant. Stand firm. Absolutely. What a great way to end the show. That is excellent advice and uh, thank you again, uh, Representative Lucero, for all the hard work that you've done. Thank you. And thank you for coming in and joining us tonight. And thank you so much, Mark, for your excellence as our co-host here tonight and every night, uh, every Saturday night. And we ask that our listeners would go listen to our podcast at ednationmn.org, ednationmn.org. Or you can also check us out on Facebook at Education Nation Radio. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.